waiting and waiting. The English language is peculiar, as an example, as many of you know, because I regularly twist and mangle it. Speaking of language, when I was in China the very first week, I had the good fortune of seeing an Italian play written in 1746 by Carlo Goldoni called The Servant of Two Masters, performed by a famous Italian touring company. The play was performed in Italian with Chinese surtitles. Not much English was spoken in those days in Shanghai. I was certainly the only Westerner in the audience, perched in the front row, which I think the cast found perplexing, as they were watching my reaction to their comedic routines. With no English in earshot, it was a memorable evening. I knew the play well, having seen it many times over the years. The best performance I ever saw, actually the best show I can say I've ever seen, was the Bell Shakespeare production. Another famous play that continues to have a lasting impact on me, Waiting for Godot, by Samuel Beckett. Again, I've seen it performed many times, only ever in English. The best was with Sir Patrick Stewart of Star Trek and X-Men fame, and Sir Ian McKellen, who played Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings. It was breathtaking. On Waiting for Godot, Chris Power wrote for the British Library in 2017, Waiting for Godot was a play that prompts many questions and answers none of them. As the title suggests, it is a play about waiting. Two men waiting for a third, who never appears. And if he comes, one of Beckett's tramps asks the other near the end of the play, will be saved, the other replies. Although the nature of that salvation, along with so much else, remains undefined for both characters and audience. Waiting for Godot enforces a wait for its own meaning. Another early memory of working at DDB Shanghai was looking over presentations the team were preparing for global clients. Try explaining two, two, and two, or there, there, and there to Chinese colleagues. Which brings us to waiting in lines, something we've all experienced rather a lot of recently, either physically or virtually even if it's been queuing to get into a Zoom call. To be more specific, I'd like to discuss the experience of waiting. We have a significant influence on how our clients, customers, indeed our clients themselves, feel while waiting. As you'd recall, the first and second links of the service profit chain is internal service quality and employee satisfaction, and later on, equally important, customer or client satisfaction. Until his retirement in 2009, David Maester, who authored our original staff engagement questionnaire, the Maester Survey, now known as Voice, was arguably the world's leading authority on managing professional services firms, proffered his laws of service. His first law is expressed as a formula. Satisfaction equals perception minus expectations. I'll say that again. Satisfaction equals perception minus expectations. He states, if you expect a certain level of service and perceive the service received to be higher, you will be a satisfied customer or client. David's second law states it's hard to play catch-up ball. If customers are disgruntled from the outset, it's almost impossible to turn them around. They are looking to find fault to criticise. Proof of David Maester's second law is in the negative comments feed of any e-commerce platform. If money, time and attention are spent on improving service experience, 
Research indicates there is a significant ROI on intervening early in a customer's service encounter. As a summary, David Meister's Principles of Waiting. 1. Unoccupied time feels longer than occupied time. 2. Pre-process waits feel longer than in-process waits. 3. Anxiety makes waits seem longer. 4. Uncertain waits are longer than known finite waits. 5. Unexplained waits are longer than explained waits. I'll say that again. Unexplained waits are longer than explained waits. <clears throat> 6. Unfair waits are longer than equitable waits. 7. The more valuable the service, the longer I will wait. 8. Solo waiting feels longer than group waiting. It's interesting to note, at least for me, studying waiting over the last little while, different countries, of course, have waiting and queuing preferences on and offline. Perceptions of waiting, physical or virtual, is related to trust, that is, mutual trust. Submission to lines, respect or expectations of respect, privilege, pre-process anxiety, line length and comfort, and in our case, related to heat. I'm thinking of adding a conversation surrounding the psychology of waiting in lines into our next TBS program. On Thursday, I'll, paste, I'll post, I should say, I'll post uh, Wait and Waiting Part 2, and I'll talk some more a little bit about, uh, about some questions that I can pose for um, the coming 2021 uh, planning season. So, I'll leave it there. Have a great day.